lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show here, live and on demand. Here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre and Totters. And let us know what you think about what we think. You can email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, where we will lie to you whenever you see hashtag Facebook approved takes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Steve Day Show and then get completely uncensored social media content. When you go to MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter, look for my name there. You can also find clips of the show free of censorship and free to watch at rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. Big announcement here to begin the program. Built Bar, today only, is offering, the first time I've seen this flavor, salted pretzel. And you can bet your sweet bippy, I bought me a box of that. If you want to try the new flavor, salted pretzel Built Bar, or any other other tremendous and great flavors, uh, do so now today when you go to built.com, B-U-I-L-T, for the absolute best protein bar you've ever had. And today you can try it with salted pretzel if that's your jam. B-U-I-L-T, get 160, 170 calories or less, five net grams of carbs, sugar, or less in every bar, packed with protein, good for you too. I've even got people that have that are diabetics that have shown the ingredients uh, to their doctors and their doctors have signed off on it. So I would recommend if you're diabetic and you have a sweet tooth, check with your physician as well and see if those uh, the diagnostics of Built Bar fit within your regimen. Try it right now. Use the promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, to get 15% off. And yes, I, I did use my own promo code. Uh, when you go to built.com, B-U-I-L-T, built.com, promo code DACE. Here's the other big announcement we have. It is out now, the bonus chapter that accompanies our best-selling book, Fauci and Bargain, Faucian Booster. COVID vaccine mandates violate the Nuremberg Code and therefore should be opposed and resisted by any peaceable means necessary. This is a bonus chapter. That's why it's a quick download. It's just a couple of bucks. I think we, I counted there's about 40 footnotes. Um, so just like the book had more footnotes than chapters or, or, or pages, this chapter has more footnotes than pages as well. All right, but this is designed specifically to help you stand up against vaccine mandates and makes the argument that they violate the highest code and ethical code we have in medicine and science post-World War II, the Nuremberg Code. So if you want to get a copy of this, this process is going to follow, at least unless they ban it, which I think is entirely possible. Um, but this process will follow the release of Fauci and Bargain. The quickest we can get this to you uh, is to make it available on Amazon digitally for download via Kindle. All right, because, and some of you will complain, unfortunately, it's just some of you. Because over 80%, as I told you back in the spring, of all books are sold on Amazon. There is no way, frankly, to do this without them. At least not to reach this wide of an audience. We could do it in other methods that would take months and months and months to reach you. Unfortunately, we don't have, uh, the purgings are happening all over the country. We don't have months and months and months to work out 
that process. We will expand it beyond Amazon to other platforms uh, when we have, but those other platforms, whether it's iBooks or Barnes and Noble, those things all take more time than going directly through Amazon. So for now, that is the singular place that you can get this. It is a digital download. It is considered to be a pamphlet. It is just a singular chapter addition to Fauci and Bargain about pushing back against vaccine mandates. So that is available right now, Fauci and Booster. Todd, your thoughts on this chapter? Well, speaking of that purge you mentioned, as you know, YouTube just went to the wall today getting rid of anybody and anybody who does not uh, dance in the streets like Stephen Colbert does uh, getting the vaccine. So, yeah, uh, we have no time. So get this, get it out, get the word out ASAP. Indeed, and as it expands to platforms um, and more opportunities to get it in other places, then we will um, we will let you know about that as soon as we possibly can. But for now, you need to go to Amazon and get the digital Kindle version today if you want to get it as soon as possible. It will only cost you a couple of bucks. It's about 20 pages, fully footnoted, and it makes the argument. We don't even attempt to make a constitutional argument. Because we just don't really think anybody cares, frankly, about the Constitution. Nobody we're arguing against does, and half the people we're arguing with uh, and for don't. So that that that's a dead letter. We we strictly go to a case, a question of medical ethics, uh, and 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 the ethics of science, at least as we used to know them, and we make that case for you in Faucian Booster. And with that, of course, let us let you know that at the bottom of the hour. Uh, our good friend Paul Alexander will be joining us just because he lives basically now in Mystery Babylon, and we're curious what that's like. Next hour, we will play an entire full hour of Buy, Siller Holds, so that should be fun. But we begin, as we always do, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by our best and brightest generals. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark White Rage Milley, and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin testified in front of Congress yesterday over Afghanistan. It was a logistical success, but a strategic failure. Isn't it true that you left Americans behind on August the 31st? Uh, there are Americans, there were Americans that were still in, uh, in Afghanistan and still yes. are. We continue Correct. to work to try to get those Americans out. Yeah, that, that's a yes. Let's, let's not repeat, please, the, the frankly falsehood that we didn't leave Americans behind. But if all this is true, General Milley, why haven't you resigned? Senator, as a senior military officer, um, resigning is a really serious thing. It's a political act. General Milley and General McKinsey also admitted this. My assessment was uh, back in the fall of 20, and it remained consistent throughout, that uh, we should keep a steady state of 2,500, and it could bounce up to 3,500, maybe something like that, uh, in order to move toward a negotiated, gated solution. General McKinsey, do you share that assessment? Senator, I do share that assessment. As a reminder, here's what Biden said just last month. No, no one told your military advisors did not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. No, no one said that to me that I can recall. Moving on, as a so-called government shutdown looms this week, Nancy Pelosi had this to say. Keep government open. We intend, we have to do those imminently, uh, and more imminently even uh, to address the full Obama agenda 
of building back better. Checking in on the Virginia gubernatorial race where Democrat candidate Terry McAuliffe said this at a debate last night. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decision. You vetoed it. So, yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. He went on to say. Tonight, I have the leading conservative in America here, Bill Kristol, who has endorsed my campaign for governor. (laughs) A new Gallup poll shows U.S. adults' estimates of COVID hospitalization risks. 41% of Democrats say the unvaccinated have a 50% or higher chance of ending up in the hospital with COVID compared to with the 22% for Republicans. Around 2% of Democrats correctly said their risk of ending up in the hospital with COVID is around a percent, while 16% of Republicans in the survey said the same thing. Meanwhile, a new Trafalgar Group Convention of States poll finds 65% of Americans don't believe workers should lose their jobs for objecting to COVID-19 vaccine mandates. The party breakdown was about 83.5% of Republicans and 48% of Democrats. Checking in on TikTok. There will never be black liberation or indigenous sovereignty as long as the United States of America exists. If you want black folks around the globe and in this country liberated, if you want indigenous folks to be able to have sovereignty over the lands that they're indigenous to, then the United States of America needs to cease to exist. Checking in on what passes for late night comedy these days. Now this from Italy, where police in an unknown town stood down in the face of prolonged protests recently, and it's quite the sight to behold. And finally, this from the Babylon Bee, convicted killer sentenced to life in Australia. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Omega XL. If you are struggling with chronic pain, this is the kind of pain usually you find in those lingering, achy areas, uh, the stiffness that just won't go away, not because you had an accident recently and need uh, something to be treated. But if you're dealing with chronic pain, chances are that's because you've got too much inflammation in your body or that particular area of the body. And if you're looking for an all-natural and effective anti-inflammatory backed by 35 years, of clinical research and backed by a year plus of me using it on a daily basis. So I can personally attest to its effectiveness. Give Omega XL a try. And right now they're offering you buy one, get one free when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Again, that's buy one, get one free when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Or you can call them at 800-844-4888. Coming up in today's overtime... I'm told there is a study forthcoming uh, that will be published here soon that from one of the leading medical institutions in the country on the potency of natural immunity as it pertains to COVID-19, I've got a, I just so happen to have a copy of that and we're going to share it and discuss it with you coming up today in the overtime. And if you're a Blaze TV subscriber, cool, thank you. Uh, Stay tuned uh, later today after we finish this show, we will record that for you and then you'll be able to upload it later at blazetv.com slash dace. That's 
D-E-A-C-E. And if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber and you'd like to become one uh, to get all of the exclusive content, not just us, but the entire team here at The Blaze does each and every day, you can also go to blazetv.com slash dace and get a discounted subscription today at blazetv.com slash dace. And so we had a, there was another poll out earlier this year on the party affiliation assumptions mm-hmm. uh, as it pertains to COVID, right? Yeah. Am I reading that wrong? Or, and maybe it's just the contrarian in me. But, it, but am I wrong to be more disturbed than only 16% of Republicans actually knew with the percentage of or being 20, hot? What or was it? 22% thought of Republicans thought it was 50% or greater. Yes. That, that were, there, were, there were, in fact, several points more Republicans who thought it was 50% or higher that someone unvaccinated would go to the hospital with COVID than who understood what the actual percentage was. See, <laughs> this, this is my struggle. I, I understand what motivates the high priestess new governor of New York. I, I get that. I'm not even offended, really, that she was given a pulpit to say to to essentially preach idolatry i'm not i mean i'm opposed to it i'll do whatever i can to defeat it but i'm not like personally bothered by it i don't i'm not i'm not laying awake at night i'm not playing ncaa football till 1 a.m because i just cannot get to sleep because i'm so worked up and then finally i just have to turn it off and pound a few melatonin to go to bed at night over the that's true by the way uh over this stuff i'm i'm not i'm really not even when it comes to corporate america wanting to purge free thinkers or the military from their ranks i'm not i'm sorry for you that that is happening i'm sorry for us that it is but I, 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 we came to the realization that corporate America has become cultural Marxist many years ago on this program. It's just a lot of other people are beginning to figure that out. I'm not offended by enemies. As the great Winston Churchill once said, you have enemies, good. It means you actually have stood for something once. Will Rogers once said, you can tell a lot, you can tell a lot about a man, not just by the friends and the company that he keeps, but the enemies that he has. All right, so make all the right enemies is one of my mantras, one of my mottos. Make all the right enemies. I got into this business to confront enemies. The enemy in particular, if you know what I'm saying, brother. I do. Okay. I'm not offended at it. I mean, I'm righteously indignant. I'm fired up about it. You know what I'm saying? I want to do something about it, but I'm not like mad at them. I'm not like struggling with the bile I tell you I've been telling you guys for the last couple of years I've been swallowing it ain't about the enemy camp folks it's not it's not and maybe that's because I didn't get converted until I was 30 and so I was still well into my adult years and I understand even though if I wasn't necessarily politically aligned with a lot of these people from a worldview or spiritual moral standpoint, I still have a lot of cellular, I've got a lot of T-cell memory of where they're coming from, okay? 
No. My struggle is not to hate too many of the people wearing my own uniform. That, that's, that's my struggle. The let me grant every premise of my opponent's argument, but crowd. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the smartest and richest among us. Yeah, yeah. That's my struggle. That's what's keeping me up at night. I'm not angry at the Australian government like at all. Like I'm not, I'm not angry at them at all. I'm, I, I've read a history book a few times. When I was a kid, I read Encyclopedia Britannica for fun. Okay. So I'm a history nerd buff. Um, you know, I've read the owner's manual to the universe. All right. The basic instructions before leaving earth. I've read that thing cover to cover a few times. All right. I, I'm not shocked to learn east of Eden tyranny happens. We are the Longest ongoing experiment in self-government in the history of our species. And we have, have we even, we haven't even celebrated a 250th birthday yet, right? Have we gotten there? I don't think so. (laughs) I think that's 2026 is 250, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, historically, America, well, I was going to see a, say a pimple on a butt, on a butt cheek, but really all we are is dust in the wind, dude. I mean, that's really what we are historically. We're nothing burger compared to the long arc of history. The long arc of history, it looks more like Australia than Ron DeSantis' Florida, right? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not angry at the Australian government. I'm angry at the Australians. They let this happen. They were free. They had weapons. They gave it up. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm angry at them. Last year, I was struggling to be not, I was struggling with hate and bile for, I'm stuck in my home with all my guns and my, because my governor won't let me leave emails. How many of those did we get? See, that's the stuff that sets me off. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm not shocked to learn that people who voted for a dementia patient for president and his cackling slept her way to the top, completely incapable waste of managerial space running mate. And think Rachel Maddow smart and knows what a Chris Hayes is. I'm not shocked to learn they don't know a bleeping thing about COVID-19 and coronavirus. Romans 1, man, they've, they've been given over to their depraved minds long ago. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I just... I'm not shocked to learn that's what they think. Do you want to know why Mitch McConnell's still in power? You don't want to know, do you? I'm going to tell you, though. Because I think if I tell you, it's a little bit like when you were a kid and it just felt better to tell somebody else something terrible that you knew. It just made you feel better to spread it around, right? I believe they call that gossip, but um, I'm going to call it um, intel for the purposes of this conversation. Do you want to know why you're still governed by Mitch McConnell, who's out there selling booster shots? He'll take that booster shot root and branch. Absolutely, he will. He'll take that root right up his branch over and over again. That's when he's not giving you the root and branch. You want to know why Kevin McCarthy, who's just the same guy that Paul Ryan was, but from California, and Paul Ryan was the same guy John Boehner was, it's just he did crossfitting instead of cigarettes. 
and just on and on. You want to know why? Do you want to know why? I'll tell you. Because only 16% of Republicans, the ones that are supposedly watching shows like this, watching Fox News and Tucker, only 16% of Republicans know the true threat of coronavirus. 16. It's not because the issue here isn't how bad the other side is. The issue is how much we suck. That is the issue. What's happened here is the Washington generals beat the Harlem Globetrotters in every game. The Globetrotters have everything on their side. They just don't care. And this is why. Yeah, man. Fort Sumter all over again. But Lindsey Graham's your senator, bro. Check yourself, G. Civil War, man. Yeah. Gonna go in, do some more curls with my 40-inch pythons. And yet, after you turned off Joe Rogan to, in order uh, you know, to go into the gym, you stopped off at the daycare and put a mask on your three-year-old. So maybe pump the brakes a little bit on that insurrection talk. Slow your roll maybe just a smidge. This is what I struggle with. What was the Trafalgar numbers from Republicans? 83% opposed to Mm -hmm. people being purged from their jobs. Here's the thing. Name the Republicans that have gone to the mattresses for you about losing your job over an unscientific, immoral, and unethical vaccine mandate. And that's before we even debate the constitutional questions. And they keep throwing out a Supreme Court precedent from 1905 that was actually about the Massachusetts State Board of Health and about a, and about a virus with a 30 times higher CFR than the one we're dealing with, okay? Again, the, these are Washington general arguments. But the Harlem Globetrotters are just gonna lose every time now. They don't care, because they don't care. So... of Republicans are opposed to this. 83%. So here's what we're going to do. Make me a list of the Republicans going to the mattresses for you right now. Because, I mean, we've got Britney Spears conservatorship to talk about, apparently. So let's let's make a list. Republicans going to the mattresses for you over vaccine mandates. And you can't say Chip Roy. I'm going to see what our Amazon rank it. Not ranks up there yet. I wait for yeah. all these endless names to come in. Yeah, if you don't mind. Remember the days watching that? Yeah, that was good times. Yeah, those were good times. Back then, yeah. I mean, any minute now, because I mean, if 83% of people in a political party want something, I, I mean, I'm, 
the long the list of folks who are going to go to the mattresses in order even just a grandstand you know just to make it look like they care just to politically take advantage of it i'm i'm sure checking my uh, inbox nothing yet but we'll wait i'm sure they're just ironing out the language steve you know just making sure the eyes are dotted t's crossed i can never remember how lindsey graham spells his name it's with an e not an a um I can tell you how I spell it. Uh, no rating yet from Amazon, but we do have a one-star rating already. Somebody who is thinks it's disgusting that Amazon participates in the distribution of this garbage. Nothing but dangerous lies and information from Robin. So, Thanks, cool. Robin. Yeah, appreciate it. She didn't, she didn't cite anything specifically. Actually, Robin cited about as many specifics as I'm seeing right now in my inbox, steve at stevedace.com or any of my social media channels from folks giving me the endless names of Republicans all over the country going to the mattresses for losing your job over a vax mandate that 83% of Republicans are opposed to. So, oh, wait. Mm. Well, else going they've, on. they've clearly been surrounded by a lot of people they know who have gone to the hospital and... Uh, died because that's what the statistics say it must be borne out in their experience right yeah. it couldn't just possibly be the power of suggestion they're not that shallow are they steve i just had a serious question i'm sorry go ahead Aaron, typed in fauci and booster on amazon and i got a, a for you advertisement at the very top for kleenex cottonelle toilet paper and well, it comes in handy for all the political porn that yeah. we like to uh, consume as a movement. So yeah. I'm, I would imagine sales of those disposable products are high. Nothing? Really? Nothing? They did have, you know, we'll have to flesh this out in the next half hour when we talk to our good friend Paul Alexander. But at this point... There was a march in the streets recently in New York. There might be more people, uh, Democrats in New York, marching against this stuff than there are rub Republicans in Congress. Here's here's where you're at. Over eighty percent of you know this is evil and wrong, and yet we're you're, we're going to sit around and wait for Black Lives Matters, uh, mostly peaceful protest, and NBA players to do something about this for us. But next year at this time. Boy, my inbox will be just flooded with people telling me that if I don't go to the polls and vote for everybody with an R after the name, I just hate America. I feel like, oh man. This Groundhog Day? Yeah. It, it, have we done this show before? Never. Can you do something so many times where after a while it starts to sound new, right? No? No. No, it's... It's bleeping old, man. It's bleeping old. This is this is this is my issue. We're the problem. That's why the answer is us. We're the problem. No one's making your kid wear a mask at school. You're letting them do that to you. You let them do it. The Aussies let them do this to them. You're not part of some, like, California rebellion. 
You're wasting your time. It's gone. Move on. I, I mean, Aaron, were you going to say something? I, you know, I should. Here's the this reality. is not the day to do this. I'm trying to actually sell a product, <laughs> but I just this is this is what keeps me up at night, Aaron. Re- remember that Houston medical system from two and a half, three months ago. I think it was in Houston. Uh, that that said, it was going to fire yes. over. Uh, I think it was fewer than 200 of its 128. I think was the number that comes to my mind. Something along those lines. Maybe it was a few hundred. I was like, oh wow, that's pretty impressive. Until I realized that it employs like over 20,000 people, over 20, 25,000 people. I just saw United Airlines. They're going to be laying off about 500 or so, a little bit less than 600 people for failing to bow the knee to the VAX mandate. Represents less than a percentage of their entire workforce. There might be 82% of Republicans... There might be 82% of Republicans that think that you should not get fired for um, refusing to take the jab. But the reality is there's not 82% of people even. There's not 20% of people who are willing to lose their job because of the jab. That's the problem. That's the real problem. At least if those numbers are indicative at at any level. We did not get here because we're victims. We don't preach victimization on our side and certainly not on my watch. We have to accept the responsibility and role we played in permitting it to get this far. You know, a lot of you, a lot of us, maybe just starting out, buying your first home, having babies, building wealth, starting your first business. We want to make sure that you add securing your family's future to your to-do list by establishing a will or a trust at trustandwill.com. All right, where you can set up an estate plan that is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as 39 bucks, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, plan for future medical care, all from the comfort of your home. You know, because hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost sometimes thousands of dollars using a one-size-fits-all template, not nearly customized enough. And that's why you want to go with Trust and Will. Their documents are designed by estate planning experts, but they're also customized for the state where you live. And with live customer support, seven days a week, trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions you have about setting up your plan. Trust and Will is the most trusted name in online estate planning, the category leader on Trustpilot. They've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect their families, assets, and legacies, and they want to help you. Gain peace of mind at trustandwill.com slash Steve and get 10% plus free shipping off customized legal documents. That's 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash Steve. Again, this is really important stuff to make sure you are prepared at trustandwill.com slash Steve. Let's bring in an old friend of the show, Paul Alexander, former strategist for the Tulsi Gabbard for President campaign, one of the few Democrats that would dare show their face here on this program. And it's good to see you, my friend. It's been too long. How you been? It has been. Good to see you guys. I missed you. So 
we don't really have an agenda for you other than we're just fascinated as hell by by what is going on in New York State right now and your where you live, particularly New York City. What is it like to live literally in Mystery Babylon? We just wanted to know what it was like. So that's our first question. What's going on there right now? You know, I have been opposed to vaccine mandates uh, well before they were implemented. I think it is just cruel for the government to expect these small business owners, whether they be restaurant owners or gyms or event facilities, to act as an arm of the government uh, after they've been through a hellacious 18 months just trying to stay alive. Now they're putting them in the very uncomfortable position of trying to enforce, you know, an invasion of privacy in many respects, uh, as far as asking patrons to show documentation of their personal medical decisions. Um, As far as my personal experience, you know, I've honestly stayed away from most scenarios that would put me in that situation. And that's coming from someone who did decide getting vaccinated was the best decision for, for me personally. Uh, I'm just not comfortable with the practice. I, I've made one exception thus far to uh, spend time with, uh, with someone who is very sick that I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to pass up that opportunity because of, of my stubbornness. But other than that, I, I would have to imagine there are a lot of people who feel similarly to me that just don't want to deal with it. And those that are going to suffer are, are the business owners. Paul, I shared a Twitter thread earlier today. I want to make sure. Let me go find it really quick. I want to find this gentleman's name. Um, and I mean, he's got, he's got well over 100,000 Twitter followers. Uh, his name, he's an MD. His name is Vinay Prasad. He does oncology uh, work. Uh, he's got a medical podcast. He's got lots of academic credentials. And, and he's got a thread out today where he is just incredulous that Los Angeles County is considering putting a vaccine mandate in for kids to go back, to, to, to remain in person in school. And he's incredulous because he's like, I actually think these are good vaccines. I've been promoting them. I myself have vaccinated. Um, but we have no idea what the long-term ramifications are for children. This is a new technology. They're not really in any, uh, you know, collective serious danger from COVID, either as spreaders or, um, you know, uh, being, you know, uh, sickened by it. Uh, and he and he and he just runs down this Twitter thread where it's clear, and he says, "I'm a," and he says it repeatedly in this thread. I'm a proud progressive. It, it's it, it's clear he's very troubled, in that he really believed that. He was he was aligned with people who wanted to stand up for the marginalized. And now he is just in real time, he is incredulous to see them deny science, data, and all all to marginalize actually more people. And it's and, uh, you know, we have a phrase on the right, somebody being red pilled. I don't think he's being red pilled as much in this case yet, or at least not yet, as much as he is being like, looking around kind of like a Bill Maher basically and thinking, I, I, I thought we were actually liberals here. I mean, I mean, what, what is this? Have you experienced any of this here in the last year and a half? And if so, tell us about it. You know, it's, it's difficult for me 
because I've always considered myself fairly independent minded. I was never someone who built their identity around being a Democrat. So there was never any moments of, you know, serious, shocking self-reflection where I saw myself suddenly aligned with, you know, conservatives and libertarians where it caught me off guard. Um, I, I have a fairly wide range of views that sometimes align with with those on the right. So for me personally, that hasn't happened. But I mean, there are a lot of Democrats I know who almost always vote Democrat who take great issue with the enforcement of these vaccine mandates and the denial of a lot of science and just common sense. You know, when it comes to the vaccine mandates, I've always said that if the if the genuine objective was to mitigate risk and 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 minimize the potential for spread of this virus, why wouldn't proof of a positive antibody test or a negative COVID test within, you know, 24 to 48 hours? Why wouldn't that carry the same weight? Why wouldn't that allow the mm -hmm. same access as proof of vaccination? Especially as more and more data comes out that's showing natural immunity seems to be, uh, in many instances, more, more durable and long-lasting than pure vaccinated immunity. So if, if the objective were sincere, why wouldn't you, as a, as a progressive who wants to respect the autonomy of, of people supposedly, why wouldn't you embrace those options if it allows us to achieve the same goal? If the goal is sincere and we can accomplish it through negative COVID tests, positive antibodies, or proof of vaccination, why isn't that the ticket that everyone's embracing? See, I wanna ask you that because over here on our side of the septic tank, Talking amongst ourselves, we've been asking those questions amongst ourselves for quite a while. And one of the things I think we've people like me have learned in the last year and a half, whether it is the aforementioned Bill Maher, that it blows my mind that about half the time I feel like Andrew Sullivan has taken over my Twitter account. Okay, um, whether it's Naomi Wolf, my new pen pal. Um, the, you know, um, <laughs> the fact that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. got affirmatively quoted on this show once, uh, that we actually played video from NBA players. All right. <laughs> like, yes, by all means, preach this. We preach this particular social justice message. I, I think what, what, what my side of this septic tank has learned in the last year and a half is that there really are still some good old-fashioned liberals. And a lot of people maybe nowadays that call themselves liberals really are leftists. Or, or what I would, the distinction I used to draw was a liberal is somebody who wants government to permit you to do things that maybe God says is dumb or immoral. A leftist is somebody who wants government to compel you to do them. And there, there's, you know, whether it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar now, let me change my name from Lou Alcindor, smoke some weed. I don't want to go to Vietnam. I'm part of the counterculture 50 years ago. And now let me show up in the pages of Rolling Stone and say to the next generation following in my footsteps, you shouldn't be playing in the NBA if you're not fully vaccinated. In other words, I'm, I, you know, I went from counterculture icon to I'm just straight up apparatchik at this point, right? And, and so we have watched this phenomenon on our side of the divide and frankly, we want to know what people like you think, because you know more of these people than we do. You run in these kinds of circles a lot more. 
than we do? Are they not aware of the fact that when they say you won't get into a restaurant in New York City without proof of vaccination and only 28 percent of black Americans, according to CDC, are vaccinated, that you just literally um, installed a form of Jim Crow? Do they not know this or do they just not care? That's a question people like me have for folks like you. I mean, the policymakers clearly don't care I would say, you know, the rank and file registered Democrat, at least the ones that I associate with, most of them will communicate their discomfort about it. They're not approving of it, but I don't think they're willing to speak out against it. I Mm -hmm. think that's that's the dividing line, uh, unfortunately. What would it take? Because I, I, you know... A good pastor buddy of mine sent me a note yesterday so disgusted that his Republican congressman voted to draft women into the military, all right? And he said, I'm, that's, that's the last straw. I'm out of here. And I'm like, brother, I, I mean, I left, I left, I, I've been out of this party going on six and a half years now. You lasted longer than me, okay? I, I'm not here, and I'm not here to like, well, because Kanye's figured out that what he's been sold is a scam, that means we got to put a MAGA hat on him and turn him into a icon for the GOP. I think you know I don't really care and can't stand most of those people and they hate me even more. Yes, there must be though some mechanism between I now have to cross a, a party divide uh, picket line or just be a complete, use the term again, apparatchik. There, there must be something within this these tribes where these people can resist this rather than just rolling over or saying because Trump didn't do it, I guess I just have to put up with it. You know, I wish I could tell you with conviction that I could forecast a breaking point. Unfortunately, I can't. I, I kind of thought we would have hit it already, to Me be honest too. with you. Yeah. And we haven't. So I am I am personally interested, and this isn't my way of avoiding your question. I just don't know if I can really answer it. But I'm interested to see when Eric Adams gets voted into the mayor's office in a few months. He is an African-American male, and whether or not his position on vaccine mandates is going to be very different from woke communist Bill de Blasio. Um, A lot of his, you know, a lot of the people he he purports to represent are, are, are not on board with this, and I'll be curious to see if they take a different position uh, with the new administration coming in. Final thing, what is daily life like in New York City? What is, because we've all got our propaganda on both sides. All right, so I'm, I'm not going to ask, you know, about the clickbait that we have on, you know, writing media. You live there. What is it like yeah. every day? Um, you know, I would say because everything has happened somewhat gradually, over the last 18 months, there wasn't any moment of shell shock where you know the light flip, uh, the light switch just flipped, and there was a huge adjustment period. And maybe, maybe that was the thinking behind some of these incremental changes. You know, if you keep things in disarray for so long and there is no stable normal, we can keep pushing the goalposts mm-hmm. further. And further. Yeah, the frog in the boiling water, right. Yeah. And they might not notice, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I haven't personally witnessed anything outrageous um, in terms of anything different in, in the last 
few weeks. You know, when, when Todd reached out uh, yesterday, he had uh, shared with me the uh, speech from our acting governor uh, preaching that the vaccines are from God and asking her, uh, asking those who are pro-vaccine in the state to, to act as her apostles, I believe. Um, and that got no coverage uh, in local media, really. Yes. Uh, even when I was looking at it, the only place I could find a write-up about it was really on Fox News. Um, so I, I guess the media is, is perhaps doing a good job of running interference and cover for, for the current administration um, and to make things feel as normal as possible so as to not rock the boat and, and generate a backlash amongst the New York constituents. Good stuff, brother. Good to see you, brother. All right. Thanks Likewise. for joining us, my friend. Take care. All right. That's Paul Alexander, former strategist for the Tulsi Gabbard for president campaign. You know, sweat, we've all been there. Uh, never a good time to be all sweaty, especially when it happens at the worst of times, a first date, uh, a family function, um, a job interview, or you're about to speak in front of a large crowd. Not that that's ever happened to me, except that it has. Uh, don't let that happen to you again. Contact our friends over at Sweatblock. Um, they have strong, something stronger and more effective than even the most clinical antiperspirants that are out there. You simply take their wipes, apply them in your pits right before bedtime, go to bed next morning, wake up. Take a shower, get dressed, do what you normally do, and you should be good to go for several days. A lot of times, people only need to use one or two wipes for an entire week. And then they've got other great products, too. I would personally recommend their deodorant, man. It, it is a boss. All right, that deodorant holds up against just about anything. And they've got some good deodorant lotions as well, you know, for some of the more sensitive regions. They can get a little swampy at times. So if you want to give it a shot, 20% off right now when you use my last name, Dace, as your promo code at sweatblock.com. Promo code Dace at sweatblock.com to get 20% off. Anybody with any feedback on the conversation that Paul Alexander and I just had? Well, Paul undersold that a little bit when i got a hold of him he didn't know what i was talking about i thought he was trolling me mm-hmm. he, he was dead serious he had not heard of it now this is the press that every time if a high school uh kid in a at a basketball game gets a still frame and he's giving accidentally the okay symbol yes. white supremacy is everywhere the media will tell you about that but no one in new york knows that she just went full theocracy in the name of vaccines it's the full Orwell, man. I mean, you're living in the middle of the damn novel. How The fact that they don't want that publicized tells you all you need to know yeah. about. The, yes. Because if they really believed that was a winning message, wouldn't they be like, oh, yes, high right. priestess. By, yes, queen. Yes, we will, we will be your apostles. In fact, let's put you on every MSNBC show tonight and New York One and WABC and right. WNBC. No, they, don't, they know what that kind of messaging does. That's why they... They're doing the Jonah Hill gift yes. instead. Yeah, exactly. Good point there. We'll come back, play our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold. One of the most fun times of zany hijinks we do each week on the program. Stay tuned for it. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Steve Day Show is underway. If you missed any part of the show, like our just uh, completed conversation with New Yorker Paul Alexander about uh, what's really going on 
in uh, in that state and particularly in New York City. You can go find us on YouTube, which we don't uh, promote when Steve's around, or on Rumble, which we do promote all the time by just searching for Steve Dace. Or if you don't uh, have time to watch, you can listen to us as well on any of the places, various and sundry places that you find your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play is still a thing. You can find us on all of those places. You might have noticed I'm not, in fact, Steve Dace. Steve, as you can imagine, because of the just-released update or new chapter of Fauci and Bargain, Fauci and Booster, released today, which you can go find on Amazon, he has a lot of his demands uh, for, for time right now, and one of those is he just stepped out to join um, our former colleague Dan Bongino on his radio program. And I will assure you, and I think Todd can attest to this as well, there are very few programs such as that, which Steve would actually leave his program for a few minutes to go and do that. So I thought um, I thought everyone would understand, but just to give you a little bit more context of why he's not here right now, we'll tell you that story. Uh, he'll be back in about uh, 15 minutes. In the meantime, though, now and for the rest of the hour, it is Buy, Sell, or Hold, one of our favorite segments on the program, where we attempt to go through a number of hopefully, I don't know, bombastic, bold predictions or statements about the current state of affairs. And Steve and Todd usually, not I, Steve and Todd usually say whether they buy, sell, or hold those statements. And Todd, I, I got to say, I told you a little bit before the program, I was a little bit disappointed with some of the pickings that we had today. We had 155 submissions on the thread that I put out there. And I got to tell you guys, I did not outsource my um, my job. You know how I put, I didn't outsource this to you for just chiclets here. I mean, some of these, let's just face it here. Some of the efforts that, that were out there this week kind of looked like what I put into three questions. And that's just unacceptable, especially when I'm shirking off my responsibilities onto you. Uh, however, there still were about uh, almost 20 uh, submissions that I thought we could get away with doing these on the show. So I, I just want you to know, I, I am lazy so that you are not lazy. So don't, don't, don't shirk your own responsibility that I have, that I've put off onto you. Does that make sense, that was- Don? Beautifully Frenchian right there. Uh, David French uh, took to uh, Twitter today uh, to uh, lecture those who allow uh, legal hucksters uh, to uh, take over uh, the true nature of the faith. You mean legal hucksters like the guy who said uh, drag queen story hour is a blessing of liberty? Um, so that uh, has, I, he had, has he had anything to say about Kathy Hochul yet? I, not to my knowledge. Uh, no. Does the governor of I think he wrote one of the speech. nation's largest states, does does she count as a legal huckster trying to undermine the faith? Depends she, on if he yeah. wrote her speech or not. Depends on uh, what the definition of the word is, is. We'll get started with buy, sell, or hold with potent platypus who says, you have more assurance of basic human rights in Russia than in the United States. Whew. The fact that I have to pause. I'm seriously yeah. consider. I don't want to be blasé. About this. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think this is worth researching. And I would... But I, without researching it, I will sell. But it's close. It's really, really close. I will sell as well. 
I, I will say it's getting closer. It's getting closer, and it always depends on where you go. I'm sure if you go out in the middle of Siberia, um, there's not really a whole lot of people out there to, you know, uh, take away your basic human rights. Same thing if you move out in the middle of, I don't know, the desert or move up to Alaska or something like that. It all depends on where you go. But I think still in America, it's not an automatic, it's not an automatic trip to jail if you say the wrong magic words uh, that displeases the Kremlin. Up next, we'll go to Left Behind by Biden, who says the expulsions of frontline healthcare workers in New York will be just as devastating as the seating of nursing homes by Cuomo. I will, I will sell on this. Now, I don't think it will have no impact whatsoever. Capacity is not just the number of beds available. It's the number of capable, competent people caring for the people in those beds. There were tons of stories. Um, I don't want to say tons. There were a few stories. Not enough to be considered necessarily a trend, maybe, uh, but more than anecdotal. Of people with um, no experience in virology or just basic bedside nursing being enlisted early on in the pandemic to come serve in those hospitals. And it was theorized that maybe that's because that's that's part of the reason why the death toll, you just had a lot of people who didn't really know what they were doing. They were trained medically, but they really didn't know what they were doing bedside-wise. Uh, it's a completely different echelon, though, when you're talking about sending, knowingly sending infected patients into a place, into an enclosed space, with people who you know are at the most risk of dying from this disease. So it's going to have an impact. It might even be a bad impact. But guys, it's going to be really difficult. I'm not saying that it's not, it's chiclets here or it's nothing. I, I'm just saying it's really, really hard to screw up or intentionally screw up as bad as Andrew Cuomo did. That's a pretty high bar, I would say, Todd. Uh, I will sell also because of what Aaron uh, said uh, earlier in the show about even though there are hundreds who have been fired as a percentage of the total, it is pretty small. Listen, not enough people ultimately refused the vaccine and fought back to to matter. If it, they did, they wouldn't have all been fired. They They know they can get away with this to scare people for the Orwellian optics of it all to make people seem like this is inevitable. But they're not they, they know they can get away with this not fundamentally changing the nature of the health care being offered. And oh, by the way, every time they tell you anyways about uh, we're being overrun, we're being overrun. It's never honest anyways. It's always a manipulation, as is this now. Next, we'll go to Nathan Davis. As more and more people leave jobs over VAX requirements, what the the military will take over more roles, more than nursing care, which will cause a suspension of posse comitatus. Uh, sell because I just don't think yeah. more enough people are going uh, apparently uh, to do that. I mean, it's my prayer daily that. They do fight back in all manner of ways, but I, I'm the guy who tells you all the time about the magical power of vaccines. That's the, the you, it's other parts of the world. They do seem to be uh, understanding this, but here in America, we we are very very uh, drunk on mainstream medicine. The doctor has been our high priest 
for a very, very long time. We do whatever he says. We don't ask questions. Um, I could see this coming a mile away. Yeah, I'm going to sell as well. I think, I don't know, there was one estimate about tens of thousands of potential firings in New York with the nurses. I, I have yet to see that because I don't know about you, Todd, everywhere else, and I listed a couple of examples everywhere else that I've seen these mandates attempted to be enforced. It's a very small percentage of the actual workforce that's getting fired. And yeah, that's unjust Yes, for every single person. Absolutely, it's unjust, but it's not enough. It doesn't rise to the level of injustice that anybody of importance, not to mention the people actually making those decisions in those businesses, will actually sit up and take notice and say, okay, well, I guess it serves us politically. That's why the Republican Party... That's why we had such a tough time finding anybody who's willing. Uh, the, the most you can get from your run-of-the-mill Republican, the most you can get from even some of your most firebrand people, and I'm talking about people like Ted Cruz as well, is I oppose vaccine mandates. No more mandates, no more lockdowns, and then there, there's no going to the mattresses over this because there's no political will because I don't think there's enough people for it to actually matter, enough people who are willing to put their money where their mouth mouth is to actually matter. So I'll sell now, for now. Pure volume is necessary. Um, that that's the easier fix, let me say. But that none of this what Aaron and I are trying to say means don't even if you're that one guy with that smooth stone, don't don't stop fighting no. Goliath because nope. you never know when your story, your courage is going to be the moment. So absolutely keep fighting back. But it, it just appears that here in America, we're, we're, we just don't have the energy for what is going on uh, in many parts of Europe. And oh my goodness, if you, I mean, look at history is a funny thing, man. Yeah. A funny thing. I mean, the, the, who knows? A revival? We're talking, we've been talking within recent memory about, you know, dead churches there. Who who knows what we're talking about uh, when I have grandchildren uh, 20 years from now and what's become of Europe versus what's become of the United States. There's This thing is never, ever, ever on autopilot. And this, the, uh, the great cycles of history... Uh, run through all of us. It's never on autopilot, but it's also never over at the same time as well. Next up, we'll go to CJ. Bill Maher, Russell Brand, and Nicki Minaj will host a panel at CPAC before Steve is given a guest pass at CPAC. Oh, bye. I, I don't know. I don't know. This one might, this one is maybe a little bit over overboard. I mean, a guest pass, who knows? I, you'd think it'd be fairly easy for Steve to but the very fact that this joke is being made, I mean, the strange, the strange bedfellows. I mean, Bill Maher, Nicki Minaj, uh, Russell Brand, what's the name of uh, Naomi Wolf? Uh, what is it? Uh, Bradley Beal. We're all on the same page on something here. I mean, it's bizarre world. It's absolutely bizarre world. And I'm here for it. Next up, Angel of Wound says an election integrity will be a major push by establishment Republicans over the next year to make sure they win the House and Senate, but will be forgotten entirely if Trump or DeSantis 
is the nominee in 2024. I'm not even sure it'll be a major push here in the next year. I mean, what does that push look like? We, 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 we talk about it, uh, but as we did, the, the functionality of even going through uh, addressing the problems, if they just simply amount to a recount of the same crappy, ill-gotten ballots uh, and, law, uh, and actual... Uh, uh, procedure and law has just been ignored as we diagnosed in uh, Wisconsin and by Republicans, no less. I don't, I'm just not, I'm so used to not having any serious people. I don't, um, I, yeah, I don't, I just don't expect anything. I don't expect seriousness. I just don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't expect seriousness either. I, I don't. Um, I, I will sell on this because that, to them, would mean admitting that there's that there's something wrong, maybe with the election system. And it's like it, that's a good point too, as well, Todd. I mean, if you can you can count the votes all you want, but if the the method of obtaining those ballots is corrupted, then the vote itself necessarily is going to be corrupted. It's like what Russell Brand was talking about yesterday. Science is just a the practice of measuring and making observations, but it, it, it's it's unbiased in, in its very um, very uh, most naked state. But if it's corralled within a system of corruption, it's going to necessarily be corrupted. But as to the the actual submission here, um, the, the the Republican Party, especially the Rep- the establishment's playbook on these things, and you saw it play out. You saw it play out earlier this year back in. Uh, back in January, with the with the, um, the the vote down in Georgia, the the Republican play here is say no, everything's fine, we're fine here. It's you rubes, you know, we're not gonna do, we're not gonna respond to you rubes, and then after you lose, you blame the same rubes um, for for making you lose because you didn't show up. That's the that's the establishment playbook here, uh, especially in, in Washington. What's Steve always say? What's there's there's two rules. For uh, for establishment Republicans, number one is uh, screw conservatives. Uh, number two is see rule number one. So that's that's what's going to most likely go you know, down. You've long pointed out the fallacy that you uh, have fallen into, and we've agreed. Uh, and then Paul Alexander did the same thing today. Like you, the thinking that things will return to normal, that that the chaos has to stop. And I think there's uh, uh, that's why I don't expect seriousness is because the default of so many people is like, well, we just sooner or later, I mean, we're just all going to like get back to common sense, right? This is just some weird fake. No. And that's because there's people in positions of power everywhere that are having the time of their lives. There is no returning to normal. Normal sucked anyways. You don't want to go back. Uh, But we need a new normal and one different than the new normal uh, that the powers that be want us to choke on. I mean, I don't, folks, please, if you understand anything that we talk about on this show is that there's just not going to be a pivot back to equilibrium on some level never going to happen without you raising your game and getting uncomfortable up next 
Evan Hayes probably wanted to hear Steve's take on this. Sorry, Evan. Michigan footballs will win. Oh, Michigan football will finish with a good overall record, but won't win any meaningful games. It'll just be enough to give Harbaugh another year, but further irritate fans. I will. I will. I will. I will sell overall in this because I disagree with one of the, the premises. I, I think. Um, I think that they will finish with a decent record, maybe not for Michigan fan standards, uh, but I I don't think it if it's if it's not beating Ohio State or winning the Big Ten championship, I really don't yeah. think Jim Harbaugh is going to be given the choice whether to stick around for another year. And you know, off the air, this is coming from somebody who uh, off the air listens to a Michigan fan um, quite often talk about his team, and I'm pretty sure that's. That's Steve's position as well. Yeah, well, the meaningful games thing, as you said, there's only really one meaningful game. After honestly, if they beat Ohio State, they could lose out and he would be back. So that's the game, uh, and it seems like it's more winnable than ever before under Harbaugh's uh, mm-hmm. tenure. Yet, should that mean that? It's going to be 63 to nothing again. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I will. Uh, I'm going to sell. I'll sell. Okay. Next up, we've got Gabe Athouse, who says the federal government will enforce home confinement for the unvaxxed. I will buy on this. There has been no plumb line. There has been no, as uh, some in conservative media like to bleed about after a year of not talking about this at all, there has been no limiting principle for the depths of these uh, mandates, whether it's stay-at-home, lockdowns, whatever you want to call them. There has been no limiting principle whatsoever. Politically, lockdowns are not feasible across the board. What we're finding is politically feasible right now are all sorts of vaccine mandates and people losing their job. This is another form of ostracization. And when we continue to not... I don't know, shut down the virus. When we continue down this path, if we do, then what's going to be the next step? Because rest assured, as Todd just got done saying a few minutes ago, there is no going back to normal. There's no going back to, well, things have to, uh, sanity prevails at some, no, there's no, because of that, there will be another mandate, whatever that looks like, whether it's a mandated stay-at-home order, which I'm not sure how you would enforce that other than a national vaccine path. There will be something like this coming down the pike, somewhere if not nationally. But then again, we thought two months ago, three months ago, well, maybe not we, but there were there was a, a large school of thought two, three months ago. There's no, in fact, from the White House, the administration itself, yeah, we can't do national vaccine mandates. Well, now look where we are. So there, there's nothing they cannot do. Not a es impossible, as I like to say. There's nothing they cannot do unless we say no in mass. There's there's nothing. There's no there's no stopping at the bottom of this rabbit hole unless people just say no. It's a cult. Australia is happening. We have a media who would not even care. They would cheer it on if it happened. So of course this is going in this direction. Stop being stupid and thinking otherwise. Thank you guys for letting me break away. Um, apologies. It, it, it came in at the last minute, and I've been asked to do this before. I've always said no, but if it 
there's a very short list of people I would have done that for. And, uh, uh, Mr. Bongino's on the list. So I appreciate you guys pinch hitting here uh, in a pinch. How'd it go? Uh, I think it went very well. It went very well. Uh, and he asked really good questions. He definitely uh, wanted to ask us about uh, Israel and, and the data coming out of there. It says he's getting a ton of questions from his audience and about it. And he urged them, to, you know, he said, hey, it, whether it's us or, you know, people we've had on that are friends of ours, like Phil Kirpin and others who have really digged into this data, he really urged his audience to make sure you are you are tuned into these kinds of things. Uh, and and the data that is out there and what's going on with the vaccine mandates and everything of that nature. So thank you to Dan Bongino for uh, uh, helping us to highlight Fauci and Booster. Thanks to all of you for your patience here, although you were in very capable hands. And thank you to Todd and Aaron for uh, filling in uh, for me here at the last second as well. Also want to thank our friends over at Rough Greens because we've been telling you about their supplement powder for your pet for a long time here on the show. And this is the, you know, you sprinkle it in with your dog's food and with that one simple act, you restore likely a lot of the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, et cetera, that were taken out of your pet's food when it left the factory. You put that stuff back in to replace it so that it's, you know, nutrient rich again. And, and we have to do this with our people food. They strip it a lot of these things at the factory too for mass distribution. That's why we take so many supplements. And now you've got one from your for your pet. But you might be thinking, what happens if my dog doesn't like it? Well, one way to find out. We give you the first 14-day jumpstart bag for free. You pay for the shipping, so you've got some skin in the game. But the bag itself is free for you to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less, or even if they just like it or not. Go to roughgreens.com to take advantage of the deal. R-U-F-F is how it's spelled, roughgreens.com, or give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG. I want to get your take on this one that Todd and I were just talking about from Gabe Athouse. The federal government will enforce home confinement for the unvaxxed. Um, is there a timetable on this question or like an in general indefinite period of time? General. Then I would buy um, that it would be attempted. Um, they're going to do, they, 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 here's, what's, here's what's being made pretty plain. They're going to do to you whatever you allow them to do to you. Period. I think, I think that's pretty clear. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I really don't think there's a large enough peaceful protest in the streets of places like Milan or Paris or Athens that will change any minds. They are, they're going to do to you what we allow them to do to us period and I, I if they're empowered to do so and they know they don't have any real opposition you know some of you sent me a list of some republicans and it's funny the names you sent me lauren bobert marjorie taylor green these are all people that just got elected and and and, and they might be great you might love them they have no power none they're backbenchers. They're rookies. They don't. They're, they don't run any committees. They're not executives. They're not governors. Um, they're not congressional leaders. Uh, so you may love them, but they can't move an agenda. And so the spirit of the age knows that it doesn't really have any political opposition. You know, Republicans are just cynically on a leadership level sitting back and allowing all this to happen, knowing that it will produce blowback against Democrats, and then they could just take advantage of it next year. And then not do anything. And then not do anything about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, so um, I, 
Let me say something that will anger some people. A little while ago, Jim Jordan tweeted out, who elected Anthony Fauci and, and General Milley? Um, Donald Trump did. Yep. He appointed them. He kept them in power. He did. This is why our buddy Jesse Kelly is like, I am not getting on board another Trump run again until I see like a real vetting of who he's going to hire around him because he hired a lot of terrible people. And yes, he did. Now, I will defend him to some degree because let's face it. It's it. If this if if Washington is the district one, we all think it is right. It ain't like there's like a, you know, a depository of people waiting in the wings that are earnest, honest uh, God-fearing patriots that were just sitting there, you know, like de Gaulle's French, you know, resistance hiding out, uh, you know, waiting for the Nazis to be kicked out so they could return to power. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not like there was, there is a long list of people that were, that are in the catacombs of DC that Trump could have just said, all right, bring those guys. All right. It's safe for you guys to come out now. Right. right. And it just isn't, unfortunately. Okay. The whole damn thing's rotten to the core. But that doesn't absolve the fact that there were some very horrible high-profile. High-profile hirings made and promotions made, and those are two of them, and we're still paying for them right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who will, who will go to the mattresses for you on this? They don't think politically anybody will, and so they're just going to keep doing it until someone makes them stop. And that's why I'm that's why I'm so worked up about this. I want us to make them stop. This doesn't have to end with shots fired. It doesn't have to. It doesn't. We have federalism in levels levels of local control that in places like Greece and France and Italy, they don't have things like that. We do. It doesn't have to be like this. Like who's the who's the Italian Ron DeSantis standing up against standing up against the Capitol? Who is it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like this here. It doesn't. But it's going to require more confrontation than we've currently engaged in. And my fear is if we keep punting on that, we will force ourselves into a situation where the only kind of confrontation left is the kind we'd all prefer to never have to go to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's my warning here. Does that answer your question? Yep. Okay. We will move on. Dallas Martin says, Georgia is the best NCAA football team in the country right now. I have to sell. I don't think the the shutting down of Clemson's offense doesn't look as impressive now. Pretty much everybody's doing that now. I think they're really good. I mean, the first thing I bought for this college football season back in January was Georgia. 10-1 to 1 to win the national championship. But I I don't think it's defined yet that they're clearly the best team. And I'm also a believer in the old, you know, I believe in the words of the great prophet, Rick Flair. Rick Flair, to beat the man. Yeah. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. All right, so they got to walk that aisle in Atlanta later this year and beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, and then we'll talk. That's it. And that's why, you know, so much of... Sports conversation is a wasted exercise because it can be summed up that simply. There will be a game, and that will decide it. Mm -hmm. And the history of this game 
is that we know who the king is without question. Next up, Chris Goble. I thought this was uh, pretty good. Buy, sell, hold. Mount Rushmore of movie villains. No particular order. Vader, Hannibal Lecter, Thanos, Joker. Well, especially if you are, you know, uh, born within the last 50 years, how would you possibly come up with a better list than that? That's phenomenal. It's a great list. Yep. Uh, cutting room floor. Uh, no particular order. Dolores Umbridge. Uh, okay. Khan. Well, you know, that's my happy place. Hans Gruber. That's love, love, uh, it. Didn't love it. And Gollum. Is he a villain? I mean, that's one of the great debates of Lord of the Rings, right? Is he a villain or is he a, is he a pathetic figure that fell victim of his um, own idolatry? Well, then we have to wonder if Vader's a villain too. So. Fair. Same tormentation. Okay. You know, All right. yeah, I, that's fair. Okay. I'll give you that. All right. Good question though. I liked that list. That was really good. We'll come back. More buy, seller hold here on the other side. Stay tuned. Just how much equity do you have in your home? You know, don't find out the hard way because if it's a lot, it's possible cyber criminals could be taking a look uh, at what you've got going on there because the, the crime is called home title theft. And what happens is um, they these scammers, they go online to public databases where a lot of our homes are kept looking for what they perceive to be high equity homes. Uh, and then once they pull your home's online title, they'll forge your signature on what's called a quick claim deed, making it look like you've sold your home to them. And then they take out the loans against your equity, sticking you with the payments or worse. And often you don't find out until the or worse shows up. Unfortunately, neither your mortgage lender nor your homeowner's insurance protects you from this crime. But fortunately, you have Home Title Lock to help you with that. And right now they want to offer you a free title history of your home. Normally that's a hundred bucks. They're offering it to you for free today to see if your home's title is free and in the clear has ever been tampered with. When you register your address at hometitlelock.com. Again, that's hometitlelock.com. Let's get back to some buy, seller hold, Aaron. We'll go next to Jar Jar Drinks. Ivermectin <laughs> will be the secret ingredient in a new Pfizer medicine that magically proves effective against COVID, but still costs thousands of dollars. Dude, first of all, that name is a we're not worthy. Secondly, um, were previous popes Catholic? Because this one's not. We're previous popes Catholic. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in fact, I'm waiting for nefarious just to go ahead and put ivermectin in the ingredients to the Pfizer Mectin drug when it comes out. And this goes back to what I was saying in the, at the beginning of the show. I'm not, I'm not, when I say I'm not angry, I mean, I'm fired up. I'm angry. I'm, I am angry, but I'm not the kind of anger that you're like in your, in your anger, do not sin kind of anger. I'm not that kind of angry. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more of the run into the burning building and stop the arsonist angry. Uh, you know, I'm, um, then what happens is you get into the burning building and realized that a lot of the people in there you're trying to save are like, dude, we're totally just down to burn. Now I'm in a sinful anger state. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Where, so I, I did all this for nothing. I risked all this for nothing. You just want to sit in here and burn, right? Okay. I mean, you know, um, Gandalf respects Sauron as an enemy. He detests Denethor as pathetic. 
How's that for an analogy? That's what I'm talking about, okay? So when it comes to this stuff with Big Pharma, I'm kind of at the hate the game, not the player, you know, stage of this. Just go ahead and put ivermectin in the ingredients while you're at it. I mean, to see Merck come out this year and trash a drug that they just won a Nobel Prize for a few years ago and act like it's dangerous <laughs> when they when they gave it orally to literally millions of people on planet Earth over the last five years. Okay, uh, it's it, see that stuff in a way. I I it, I think of that the way that Patton thought of Rommel, an enemy that should be defeated. Yes. And wiped off the face of the earth. But in a way, I respect the game that he's running here. All right? It's the pathetic stuff that I just, I can't, I, can't, I, lose, I lose self-control with. I'll just be, I can't be any more honest than that. I lose self-control with the pathetic stuff. So to me, this is hate the game, not the player. This is just nefarious rubbing your nose in it. You know? I mean, what, what I find pathetic are doctors and medical professionals who know that this isn't right. But then will not, will not over, will not, supersede CDC guidelines or challenge their medical health boards like Scott Jensen has in Minnesota a few times. See, that's, that's, that's where I, that's where my seething bile begins is with that. Yeah. Uh, I'll buy. This is the Jesse Kelly. Uh, we're in the place where we could convince everybody that blue is really green Yep. territory. Yeah. Yep. Next up, Cultural Rot says, when cases and deaths flatline in Sweden and never spike again because Sweden pursued herd immunity naturally before mass vaccinating, the expert class will once again remember Sweden exists and use it as an example of vaccine success. So I'll let you answer this first. I'm going to I'm going to actually go over to Sweden's dashboard and see what the latest data is. I'll, I'll let you go first, though. Yeah, p- probably this is related to uh, the previous question, and because they are uh, vaccinating now, uh, they they won't draw distinctions. They won't tell when and how that happened. Um, they their profession right now is lying. So yeah, I think at some point this could very well happen. So I'm looking at Sweden's data right now for the third week of September. Tuesdays when the WHO dashboard updates. And they, and uh, if you like daily stuff, go use um, Worldometer. But I like, I like the weekly stuff that WHO does because it's easier for me to compare where things were at a year ago. So if I want to know what a current trend line is, go to Worldometer. All right. That, that updates easier in real time for you. But if you want to compare it to past periods, the long weekly summaries that the World Health Organization offers is easier. Okay. So... Third week of September, and I didn't know this going in, okay? I just looked at this in real time. This was on my schedule for today to look at this all up and update it, but I just decided to do it now since it came up. Third week of September, uh, Sweden reported 2,839 confirmed COVID cases for that week. Third week of September, that was last year. Third week of September this year, Sweden reported 4,288 cases, so... What would that be? Probably around uh, a 50, 60% increase somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, at least. All right. Yeah. So maybe 70% yeah. increase yeah. in cases. All right. But deaths, Sweden reported 14 deaths, the third, or I'm sorry, 13 deaths the third week of September last year. They just reported 18 deaths for the third week of September this year. So deaths are essentially. That's a that's a minuscule number with a population of, a, of 10 million people. Mm-hmm. They're basically the same trend line they were before. 
So, so far, so far, Sweden is not seeing the increase in deaths post-mass vaccination that other countries around the world have. And keep in mind, on July 23rd, Sweden was reporting only 39% of the population was fully vaxxed. That number is above two-thirds now. So this has been one of the most aggressively vaccine countries in the world. They're trying to get as many jabs and as many people before their next season starts here very shortly as they possibly can. So far, they are not seeing the commiserate rise. In, they're seeing the same rise in cases everybody else is. But they're not seeing the commiserate rise in deaths. We shall see if that continues uh, with for the next few weeks. But so far, that is promising. So I will buy but, but ask me a question like this, and I hate to use this because it's been used so often and against us. Ask me this question again in two weeks. I'm well, sorry for need- saying that, but I needed a couple more weeks of data for me to feel comfortable with it. Yeah, the only thing you need to know, though, is if it stays parked there, will it be manipulated? Because everything about Sweden... Yes. Uh, from the other side is a manipulation because they'll want to talk about they'll want to compare it to Finland or Denmark. The only thing that matters, according to the rules that you clowns uh, uh, in the cult laid out, is that Sweden should be a heaping pile of ash and by should now. have been this entire time and should have been, should have been entire, all and, of last year yes. and everything else. And it no never question. was. Yep. And it never will be on its own. And that's the only thing that matters. And that, and that begs the question, then, why? And so what did they, what's different about them than all these other places? And the number one thing that's different is they pursued a natural immunity strategy, and all of these places did not. Hey, if you want to figure out how to defend your freedoms and your rights here in the chaos of uh, 2021, Uh, Make sure you check out Patriot Academy's constitutional defense courses that are hosted at the Front Sight Firearms Training Institute in Nevada, right outside of Vegas there. They offer a unique combination of intellectual and physical training you can't find anywhere else. Maybe you've heard our colleague Daniel Horowitz talk about his several trips out to do these. He really enjoys it. And now that fall is here and cooler weather is returning, uh, they're hosting more uh, courses here in the fall and winter out there in Nevada as well. And you're going to be amazed at how much you're going to learn about just not just firearms and how to use them safely but effectively, but also the Constitution and your liberty. All right. It's a family friendly program uh, and it's a wonderful thing to bring everybody to. But you do have to pay for your logistics and everything else. But here's the good news. If you register today, they will give you 90% off the course itself. So you'll get 90% off the course. You figure out your transportation and logistics. But 90% off if you register today at constitutioncoach.com. Again, that's constitutioncoach.com. Next up, we will go to John Hensley, who says top four improbable sports records in no particular order. Tom Dempsey's 63-yard field goal against the Lions, of course. Well, that's gone now. Yeah, it is. But he had wasn't he club-footed or something, if I recall? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're good with that too, Todd? Uh, well, it wasn't. They didn't even just break his record, right? It wasn't it. It's already been broken a couple yes, times. Yes, Jason yes. Elam broke it. Matt Prater broke it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Justin Tucker, you know, so shattered it mm, Sunday. I'm actually surprised this wasn't broken earlier. But, I mean, this record, I believe, lasted about yeah, 20, 30 years. It did. Yeah. It's in, in, incredible. I just, I, don't, I, I just never thought of this one as improbable as a lot of other ones. Okay. Harvey Haddock's 12-inning perfect game. I'm okay with that, but I, I kind of think I'd go with Don Larson throwing a, a no-hitter 
or was it even a perfect yeah, game? A perfect in the, game in the World in the, Series. In the World yeah. Series. It's never been done before or since. So I, I, I think I'd put that there first. I love the Johnny Vandermeer. That's the next one, right? The yep. Johnny Vandermeer mm-hmm. back-to-back Two no-hitters for the yep. Reds uh, shout-out. That's a, that's, that's a largely unrecognized gar- Titanic achievement. Back-to-back no-hitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say in this age now, there's no, that can't be approached. That's like t- um, Cy Young, 500 right. wins. I right. mean, it's just right. impossible. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Bob Beeman's 1968 long jump. I'm vaguely familiar with that. You know, these are good, but I'm going to sell because I could come up with another list that's just as good. You know what I'm saying? And maybe even better. You know, it's not a bad attempt. I don't know that any of the four are terrible, but I just think, though, that if you're going to take on a list like that, there's got to be a couple. There's at least got to be one or two that we we debated them all. And there's got to be at least one or two that we're just like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we didn't do that, you know? How about a 56-game hit streak? The closest anybody's come in my that I know of was when Molitor, what was it, 39 in a row? Right. Uh, and that was 30 years ago, okay? So I, I, could, I just think you gotta have, you got to have one that's at least we're like, oh, yeah, absolutely, and we kind of weren't there. Mm-hmm. Next up, uh, Mini Bomber. Eventually, we should just call uh, start calling the Booster Shots Communion. Oh, gosh, that's good. <laughs> that... In fact, that hits so close to home. I'm a little uncom- I'm a little discomforted by the assertion. That's how you know no, you that should, was good. Yeah. So it's bye. brilliant. Yeah. Um, one more listener submission, real quick. Uncomfortably dumb says zero power five teams going undefeated this regular season would be the best thing that's happened to college football in years. You know, I, first of all, I think it's the greatest sport on the planet. So I don't know that it was suffering. I do think it would be. Pardon again the use of the term a boost uh, to the sport to get some new blood for sure. All right. Um, We've had more teams lose in the first four weeks of the AP poll than ever in the entire history, ranked teams in the entire history of the AP poll going back to 1936. So I agree with, I don't think the sport was broken, but I agree with your sentiment that it would make something that is a a grand spectacle even more so. So I'll buy. One more. Uh, Oh, sorry, Todd. I'll buy as well. One more. Doug Ripley says, Todd thinks Michigan has a better chance of beating Wisconsin this weekend than Steve thinks the other way around. So, Todd, what do you think hmm. the chances are of Michigan beating Wisconsin, percentage-wise? Well, yeah, Steve seems to be in, like, Lions-level cosmic certainty about the Badgers beating— Well, excuse I, me. Didn't know yeah. where that came from. Sorry, Rick Majerus moment. My bad. I, I, don't, I don't live there, but Wisconsin isn't very good— but they're not terrible. They, they've they've lost to Notre Dame and Penn State, two decent football teams. So can can I understand why Steve has concerns? Yeah, I'm, and this is a flip of a coin to me. Uh, I think it's I think Michigan maybe has about a 35 percent chance to win, and all of that basically is embodied in whether whether Paul Christ persists on putting the game in Graham Mertz's hands. Wisconsin, if, if as long as Wisconsin's okay winning 14 to 10, they're going to win. Michigan may have the worst starting quarterback in the Big Ten. They have played two power five teams, and the coaches lost confidence in their quarterback in real time in both of those games and shut the offense down. He's not a running threat, and they they just don't believe he can carry a team. So, um, and, and they're going up against maybe, well, R- Wisconsin's run defense is so good 
that the team that is second in run defense is closer to the team 22nd in run defense than it is to Wisconsin. So you're going on the road. Michigan has not done well on the road uh, against sentient beings under Jim Harbaugh. You have a quarterback you do not trust, and you have the one thing you do very well is the one thing the other team does even better than you stopping it. Other than that, though, yeah, I think things are great. The only reason I think Michigan even has a 30 or 35% chance is because whether it's running off Jack Cohn or whatever the hell that was against Notre Dame over the weekend, clearly Paul Christ has made some form of promise or vow or something to the Mertz family that he is taking the game and putting it in his hands. He cannot win a football game. He cannot do it. He lost that game last week. I mean, that's the most that's the most non lopsided forty one thirteen score in the entire friggin' history of college football, guys. Okay, that they, so for, it, I got to believe at some point Barry Alvarez is going to kidnap Paul Chris and take his headset away. Just run the effing ball. I mean, I, I just cannot believe they keep putting the game yeah. in his hands. And I know you don't have a great tailback this year, but but it, do we take really the know game yet? out of Graham Mertz's hands? I, Clearly, there is some accommodation that was made to the Mertz family and that, that Chris has got to divorce himself from. Totally agree. All right. Hey, trying to sell your home in any environment can be challenging, but especially in these, well, are you ready? Unprecedented times. Thing. That's why you want to make sure you go in with an agent that you know will be trusted to come in and take charge of your situation, but can also be trusted to know that ultimately you are the one in charge. Someone that maybe has a proven, vetted track record of success as well. You know, someone you can trust to get the job done. Where would such a person be found? Well, the name kind of says it all. Check out the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com, a company started by Glenn Beck and his associates to help people like you not suffer the same fate that they did, finding real estate agents that they could not trust and didn't find out about it until it was too late. Don't let that happen to you. Go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Any quick parting shot here uh, before we get out of here today? Don't be in a cult. Don't end up in a in a ditch. Yes. Although that's the same thing. Yeah, well, I, I, you guys echoed one another. I appreciate it. Was, that was in stereo. So, yes. Thank you. We'll stick around and record the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.